This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Big Show, 105.7 FM, 12.50 AM in the radio.com app. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, host of the Pick and Save Milwaukee you, Pros uh, post-game show. You watch soccer at all? No. Mandela, do you watch soccer at all? Not if I can help it. Not at all. But you know you know Liverpool? Yes, and Barcelona, yes. Right. This is pretty good. Uh, Ravel, Darren Ravel just uh, tweeted out, Liverpool is going to the Champions League final. LeBron, James, owns 2% of the team. He paid $6.5 million for the stake in Liverpool in 2011. That is now worth at least $35 million now. Think about that. He also made like $32 million just straight profit off of Beats headphones. See, and you wonder, right. You also wonder why guys like Aaron Rodgers want a piece team at whatever point. He's going to get pack, paid back big compared to what he bought in for. Just think of what the people that bought in for the Brewers, and Eric names on, on holder and bring him in here in just one second. Just think of the guys that bought in with the Milwaukee Brewers when Mark bought the team for $221 million. Yep. And they were Some just, of those guys moved over from Bud. And they were just assessed, oh yeah, at uh, over $1.23 billion. Yep. So, yeah. Let's put that in your pipe and smoke it. Eric Name. Joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline as he does each and every week here Tuesdays on the Big Show. Eric, appreciate it. Much uh, much happier situation when you join us this week on Tuesday on the Wendy's Big Show. 3-1, that was uh, one heck of an effort by Giannis last night, 39-16. and 16. Hey, baby Tosh, uh, who, who's on the show today? Uh, it is well, myself, Sparky, Gary okay. Ellerson, and uh, Leroy Butler are joining us here momentarily. Uh, I know y'all are pretty good at that whole producing thing. Uh, do you have last week's? show up at all you have that ready to go i i do i do have i can pull up some from that interview for sure you should have told mandela this before you came on because i mean i feel like you guys always are so good at pulling up like old clips of me and stuff but (laughs) i mean (laughs) i mean i feel like i came on the show i I believe it was last tuesday right yeah Yeah, last tuesday i think it was tuesday yeah i came on the show and Sparky was yelling and screaming at me, you know, what's going to be different? How is right. all this And you said it all came on to Giannis. And I said, all going to come on to Giannis. And you said, oh, Eric, how's it going to change? How are they going to do anything different? The Celtics are going to defend them the same way. They don't have a chance. And I said, Giannis, that's how it will be different. And I said, Bledsoe has to play better than he did. And he did that next that night. But would you say Giannis has played a little bit better than he did in Game One Spark? Sure, no would doubt. No, would no doubt. Say, You're absolutely would right. You say he's the reason. You're absolutely. You he's the reason why. No doubt. That's yesterday. You're right. Yesterday he was outstanding. No doubt about it. But if, if if we're bringing up that no, was it? no in the series, that was it. But yesterday, but, yesterday's the only <laughs> this thing is amazing. Spark. 
But Eric, get America. but Eric, you're right. Get America. You're right. right. Giannis has played much better, and you were right on that. Okay, but you I'm also Gary. said no, 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 no. I got, I got time to talk to yeah, Gary. Too. Go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah. But you also so, said, Eric, that so Pat Connaughton last week. You also no, said Pat Connaughton wasn't meant time. to be Spark in the series. Don't no, let the man Spark, talk, Spark, man. Spark, Spark let him go. Come on. This is my time. Go ahead. This is my time. Come on. So you two yelling and screaming at me. So Spark starts off with, "Oh, how's it going to be different?" I tell you how it's going to be different. Then Gary comes on. Oh, Eric, you tell me right now, who's more talented? And I say, you know what, Gary? I think that's a tough question. Because if you go person by person and you say, okay, in the number one slot, this one's better. In the number two, this one's better. You know, you're probably going to put more check marks on the Celtics side. But then in the end, you know, you got to look at it. And, you know, sometimes maybe the number one guy is just so good that you have more talent. And... Man, when I look at this series again, I gotta say, kind of feels like I'm right again. No, but Eric, you know what? I agree with you on that. But I don't know if you recognize that. I, I think my 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 co-host, Baby Tosh, made it bigger than what it was. I I, I go I go. Yeah, you're right. And he's gonna try to look that up and play it back. But I think I agree with you on that. But I was okay. yeah, I, okay. I agree with you. But I, I still think I still think that. Um, the Boston Celtics have the better team, but the Bucks are playing the best basketball. That could be. I just think. I mean, I think they may be playing the best basketball, really, out of the, any teams that are left right now. Maybe outside, I think Utah is playing pretty good right now, but I think the Bucks are probably playing the best basketball. Utah's right out, now. aren't they? Yeah. Not Utah. Denver. Denver and sorry, Denver. Yeah. Yeah. All I would say is, is I because last night them juggers, them juggers last night, Eric. What was that? Was that third quarter when they were on the bench? It was bad, it right? Was bad. And bad. and and they played well. Yeah, no, the the, the guys on the floor, yeah, pulled that one away in the third quarter. There's no doubt about it. But like I said, like this series all about Giannis. Yes, it is. Not, he was he was the best player on the planet. You and I both agree on that. And I think that's kind of how it's come down. But I'll take your guys' question now. I just wanted to get that out of the way because it felt like, you know, I just couldn't get through this segment last week without getting yelled at about mm-hmm. not taking your guys' concerns serious enough. So I just wanted to make sure that right. my concerns this week were taken seriously. That was good. Yeah, thank you. So let's I'm talk proud about, of you, Eric. Let, let's talk you stand about, up to these jokers. Let's talk about Pat Connaughton, who you said wasn't good enough to play in this oh, series. Wow. See, Steve, you so what, what about Pat Connaughton? What, what changed? Man, I, I I just think he's he's kind of found a way to to impact this game, and I think the big thing has been that in that first game they they had him on an island a lot with Gordon Hayward, and that just wasn't going to work. Like I just don't know if he really had the foot speed and the way that they were covering pick and rolls that you know too often they were asking him to get over the top of it and and not switch and. You know, starting with game two, they started to switch everything one through four. And now even in games three and four, we've seen them have Brooke Lopez switch on to Kyrie Irving. Uh, so so Bud kind of made the choice that, hey, we're going to switch everything. And, I mean, the some of the best defense we've seen this team play has been in probably the last few games, just taking a look at the entire season, where, you know, they're switching everything. And they're swarming. And the Celtics just look confused that they look like they don't 
they don't really know how to play against this. The, the, the ball just stops, and then, you know, it, it doesn't really matter who has the ball at that time. The ball's just stopping there, and they're taking the jumper at the end. And if you're the Bucks, you're just getting exactly what you want as you have really them on their heels as an offense where they just don't know what they're doing, that they can't handle it. And as it's gotten tougher and tougher for the Celtics team, they've just just kind of shut down. Really, really, if we're being honest about it, like yeah, let's be honest. They, about they just it. haven't been mentally tough enough, and they've just said, "Okay, we can't move the ball. Well, we're gonna we're gonna take these jumpers because we're good enough to make them." And they haven't been good enough to make them. And and the Bucks have just pretty much flat out embarrassed them. Eric Name joining us here on the Wendy's Big Show, Great Midwest Bank Hotline. He writes for the Athletic, covers the Bucks. Eric, there's a situation last night where it feels like as the game continues to turn that. Giannis is just getting better, and it, I can't go back to or help but go back to the fact that he hasn't played 40 minutes in one of these games yet in any game here in the playoffs. <laughs> the the funny thing is, before the series, Giannis was trying to convince me that Bud wasn't going to play him 40 minutes a game. And, and I told him he was crazy. I was like, there's no way that, that Bud is going to go through this series and not play you 40 minutes a game. Like, that, that's just... He'd be crazy not to. And Giannis kind of looked at me and he was like, he's not going to. And I said, <laughs> he, he has to. And he was like, no, Eric, what you don't understand is we're so deep this year that he doesn't need to, that our guys can handle it. Our guys can get through this. And, you know, I can play the minutes that I've been playing. You know, you know, maybe there'll be a game where I bump up to 38, 39 minutes, but it's not going to be like that for a full series. And I legitimately thought he was crazy when he told me. I, I thought, you are out of your mind. And they haven't. There was one game where he went up to 38, 39 minutes of game three. Uh, and other than that, they've just kind of said, all right, we're going to, we're going to go out and, and roll it out and, and let our depth take advantage of it. And really, the, if anything surprises me in this series, like obviously yeah. – as I told you guys last week, I was kind of counting on Giannis, like stepping it up another level. The depth is what surprised me. Obviously, I was wrong on Pat Connaughton, and like for George Hill to play like this for for as long as he had is 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 just kind of incredible. Eric, we we were asking people earlier today, and and just to give you a little bit of context into the situation, Windhorse Ryan Windhorse was on our show or on our station a couple of weeks ago. Said a situation when LeBron faced the Pistons in that semifinal series, he has the forty five points, and he had his what he called the Matrix moment, where he understands that he's the best player on the floor, and nobody is going to be able to stop him no matter what. Did Giannis have that moment for him last night in the playoffs? Hmm. I think partially it was – so I think in game one and game two, what Giannis kind of figured out was that Al Horford is going to be physical. But so often when guys have been physical with Giannis this year, they've also decided that I'll be physical sometimes, and then sometimes when you hit me, I'm going to flop. And that kind of messes with Giannis. Like that, that throws off his equilibrium a little bit because – to be aggressive, to be aggressive, and then all of a sudden, like you saw Blake Griffin do, you just fall over, and you know he's going to pick up charges. He's going to get himself in foul trouble, and obviously he got a little foul trouble last night. But what I think sort of happened was that he figured out that Al Horford's not going to flop. That Al Horford is like you know he has that pride that hey I'm going to I'm going to stand up to you, 
I'm going to give you the strength. And, you know, I, I think the first two games, they kind of felt it out. We saw him very under control. He had one foul uh, in one of those games in Milwaukee. He had two fouls in the other. And then since then, you've seen him start to pile up more fouls. You've seen him pile up more charges. But essentially what he's done is say, okay, I know you want to be physical, but if you want to get into a physical match with me, you're going to lose. I'm, uh, no one is a better physical specimen in the entire league than me. So I'm going to go where I want, and I'm going to do what I want. And, you know, I, I just think the control that he played with last night where when he had a bigger guy on him, he was physical enough to get through him. And when he got a switch onto a smaller guy, he didn't overdo it. He didn't try to, you know, uh, immediately throw a shoulder into a guy like Jason Tatum. He didn't bowl over Kyrie Irving. He just took his time. He made his moves and he got wherever he wanted. And uh, I think that to me is, uh, again, I don't know if that's, that's the matrix moment where, you know, he realize, realizes that, you know, I'm the one. But just to have the the strength and then you add on the control to it, like that to me was, that's where the next level stuff comes with him. Yeah, I would love how you put these boys in their place. You had that high voice going Wasn't it on. Amazing? That, was, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was fun. Hey, but listen, I got to get to these coaches, man. I know a lot of people talking about the players and I, you know, but to me, NCAA is about guard play and coaches. And now it come down in the NBA, it come down to superstars and coaching. I mean, Boone has been coaching his tail off ever since the first game. He really has. I don't know what's going on with Boston. I don't really care. But Stevens is supposed to be a great coach. He's got to fix those guys. I just think the adjustments that the Bucks made wasn't a whole lot of them. They're still going to shoot threes, but it just seemed like to me the substitution pattern is amazing. And I, I just don't think uh, Coach Boudinard to get enough credit for that. I think the tough part with, with that with Bud is, obviously he's not a guy that loves making adjustments. And, uh, you know, they the players on the team sum it up kind of in the same way as you do. Like, you know, I told Chris the other day, I was like, man, like you guys, you know, kind of followed Bud's lead, made some adjustments, and, you know, obviously you're playing better in these last couple of games. And he's just like, look at me, he's like, he's like, I mean, come on, Eric, like switching one through four, like that isn't that big of an adjustment. I was like, it is. Like you're playing a different, a totally different style of defense. And he was like, well, yeah. He's like, I get what you're saying, but that's simple for us. Like we know how to switch. That, that's, that's pretty easy. Like we're, we're physical, we're fast, like we're strong. Like we we can switch, so so that isn't a big deal. But I think where Bud doesn't get a, a maybe enough credit, or maybe it's harder to credit him for it, is just how they've managed to stay together and how they've managed to keep getting production out of you know a bunch of guys that we heard throughout the entire regular season weren't going to be able to do this in the playoffs. Like, uh, throughout all all of the all the regular season, the criticism was was what right that this mm-hmm. is this is a regular season team. This isn't this isn't a playoff team. They put their system together, and you know they're just taking advantage of crummy teams. They they, they can't beat the good teams, and now they've they've played essentially the exact same style of basketball they play in the regular season and the postseason. It's everything around Giannis. Everyone's going to keep shooting threes, and 
does, they've made some adjustments defensively, but it's still based on the same guys. Like the Celtics haven't played Brook Lopez off the floor. Brook Lopez has found a way to contribute and, and do a lot of the things that he showed in very small spurts. Like he, he showed the ability to switch a couple games. He showed the ability to do uh, you know some high hedging and do some different things. Like he's shown off that ability to do different things, and now that's all coming to roost here in the playoffs and. Uh, you know, I've been doing some podcasts and some other hits, and you know, like the the phrase that keeps coming up is like, you know, if if someone shows you who they are, believe them. And the Bucks showed you who they were the entire year, and we probably should have believed them that they were that good. And the Celtics have shown you who they are the entire year, and we should have believed that they were that dysfunctional and they were going to struggle in those ways. And I think all of that is kind of happening in this series. This guy's Eric name, and he's got a backbone, and he that just showed guy. you that he's got a backbone <laughs> that today. That guy right there. Eric <laughs> loved every <laughs> single second of it. Next time I see uh, you. I love y'all. Next time uh, we're out, it's, it's on me just for that, because that was just tremendous. <laughs> that was just absolutely tremendous. Uh, Appreciate right. it, dude. I'll see you next week, guys. That's Eric Name of The Athletic joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019? Look no further. Call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank providing simply local common sense lending to your community since 1935. Super late for a break. Wait no time. Your chance at $1,000 is right here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.